Hey, this is me, Rabbi Brian. You're about to listen to me being interviewed on the Right to Reason podcast with Robert Stanley. Hope you enjoy. It was kind of fun. Welcome to the Right to Reason podcast. I'm your host, Robert Stanley. Today, I have a refreshingly open and positive conversation with my new friend, Rabbi Brian. We discuss benefits and detriments of religion, as well as mindfulness and compassion. It's the Right to Reason Podcast. Hi, this is Rabbi Brian of Religion Outside the Box, R-O-T-B dot O-R-G. You are listening to Robert Stanley and the Right to Reason. This episode of the Right to Reason Podcast is brought to you by our patrons and contributors like me. We have all recognized the value of the unrestrained marketplace of ideas and have decided to make a difference. You can make a difference too. Contribute at patreon.com forward slash right and learn more about your right to reason at the right to reason.com. Your activism is appreciated. Rabbi Brian is not your ordinary rabbi. He creates outside the box religious goodness for digital age seekers. No dogma, no woo woo. He helps people feel comfortable enough to question religion and seek out their own understanding through mindfulness. Oh, I like that. Research and his own heartfelt stories. He also runs the popular The 77% Weekly Newsletter. You can find that at rotb.org or just click the show notes. It will be there for you, listener. Rabbi Brian, how are you, sir? I'm doing, buddy. I'm doing. Thanks. Happy to get to talk to you. I've, I've listened to and watched a lot of your content. It's positive. It's encouraging. I like it. I don't like religion, so I feel like maybe we're at some kind of an impasse there, and hopefully you can help clear up some of my misunderstandings. I, I think we're on the same page because oh. I've listened to your stuff, too. Okay. Do you also hate religion? <laughs> well, I think we have to I, – I, I think there's a word that's missing, um, okay. and I wouldn't use the word hate. But I have some problems with organized religion. Mm, Yeah. Okay. But but religion, you know, somebody goes to the gym religiously. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when I say religion, I'm thinking not just the the organization there of I I can see a lot of cultural benefits from that, even from the, the organized part. I regret not taking my children to church. You know, they're like late in their teens now and you know it it wouldn't really matter at this point most likely but in their youth i could have seen like just a lot of community uh benefit from that benefit from just hanging out with other kids uh even some of the lessons that are which side of the fence are you on you're saying now that you could have gotten benefit from it but you're telling me why you don't like it yeah yeah some contradiction right so i all right what what i don't like about it is um, obviously in the organized sense like when it has control i think it it manipulates and, and causes problems. I think we would both agree there. You know, if, if you have a, a three. Power corrupts. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, but as far as like the context of religion where we would talk about like faith and that kind of thing, that might be where we have some disagreement and that might be where you see some kind of uh, contradiction. And in, in what I'm saying about saying maybe if I had taken my kids to church, that would have been a good thing. And that is it seems to me once again, correct me where I'm wrong. It seems to me that. I, I will. <laughs> it, it it raises kids with this indoctrination that there's something wrong with them and that they need oh, well, something that's fucked up. Dude. No, yeah, there's not, that's 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 done badly. That's wrong. Okay. The, uh, no, there's no 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 no. People are not. Uh, no, that's goofy. Okay. Well, wouldn't there's nothing wrong with? Well, no. I mean, of course, we all do bad things, yeah. but that doesn't mean that we're bad 
I said to my daughter last night, I said, you're being mean. And she said to my wife, she said, dad said I'm mean. Hmm. I said, no, no, no. I didn't say you're mean. I said what you did was mean. Right. There's nothing wrong with her. There was something wrong with her action. Sure. Yeah. Like I could tell a lie that doesn't necessarily have the same denotation as I'm a liar. Like yeah. That's... And sometimes you lie out of love. Right. Right. Yeah. Does this dress make me look fat? Would be an example. But what is it you think your kids could have benefited from? I'm fascinated to hear you say that. Oh, so so another one, aside from just growing up, you know, around a community of, of we could say, maybe not like-minded people. people, since they're, you know, my kids are atheists, but like-agended. Like, we're all here to to have an experience together. I think that could be very beneficial. It's um, community, yeah. Absolutely, it's awesome. absolutely. The once a week, here's a big one, and man, have I, have I missed out on this since becoming an atheist. Once a week, sometimes for some people twice a week, right? You you go and you become very introverted, very introspective. Introspective, um, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, not introverted, but yeah, very introspective, very very aware not of mindful, mindful, mindful yeah, to, to an extent. Yeah, I'm probably not the mindfulness that that you and I would encourage. You know, most people in religious settings aren't going that far. But to some extent, they are at least at least ethically, right? You know, they they go back over their behavior for the last last seven days and say, well, how how have I been? How have I acted this yeah. time? That's I'm beautiful, right? Reconnecting with you know what they believe to be God, but I, I would say that with their best selves would probably be what they're doing, uh, on you know, unaware to themselves that, that that's that what it is. That is one of the, my favorite definitions of the divine from Eric Fromm. He said the word God is nothing more than a placeholder for our highest ideals. Wow! Wow! Well, you're blowing yeah. my mind, Reb. I, 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 do you don't you believe that God is real? That I have the highest ideals and that my highest ideals are real? Sure. Yeah, but what about do I God, there's God? A, do I believe there's a force outside of myself? Maybe. Is there somebody up in the sky ready to throw thunderbolts at me? No fucking way. Okay. So you sound kind of more like an atheist than a rabbi typically would I, sound. Uh, you ain't talked to a lot of rabbis. All right. Fair enough. So, so Judaism doesn't have – we don't have dogma like y'all do. Uh, you can't get kicked out of the uh, out of there. There, there are a handful of congregations in the United States, Jewish congregations, that are humanists that have written God out of the prayer book altogether. Up in Toronto, there's a a woman Gre Greta Vosper with the United Church of Christ, United Church of Canada, and she's taking God out of the prayer book. You can have a fully functioning religious service without the God word. That seems completely foreign to me. I don't, I really, I'm not yeah, getting it. Yeah, because you grew up in one way and you thought that's how it is. Well, let's, but let's be honest. There are other options. You can be, you, you can still go to church as an atheist if, if that's how you define yourself. Why, why did, did someone say you can't go anymore? I think we would both agree. My, my characterization of religion being something that believes in a divine power and, that mankind is corrupted, uh, awaiting a paradise or punishment after death, that would be typical and the norm and what you're representing would be more of a fringe, even though a fringe I would, I, I, I like, I, I don't, it, I don't think not, that I'm, it's not fringe from where I am. Okay. Right. All the people I talk to, this is the, this is the community I live in. All right. Well, that sounds, that sounds actually awesome. So it's, what is pretty cool. What tenets do you have then? What what kind of things do you so have that, faith that's in? That's an important thing, Robert. Sure. So people think that if you're going to have um, a a religious life, a spiritual life, is not 
without morality. It's not without a hierarchy of values. So I, I have a hierarchy of values. I believe in love and connection being more important than blame and polarization. You know, sure. um, so I have th those are things I believe in. I believe in I believe in love. I believe in hope. I believe in compassion. I, be I believe in all those things. I just I don't have this overarching G.O.D. word that I, I and, and let me go even further, if, if I can, that when people say that they don't believe in God, there was this um, study, Baylor University, 2006, that did and it was all about North America's characterizations of God. And they said in the United States, we believe in four different gods. And when people say that they believe in God, that they either believe in God as Zeus, you know, up mm -hmm. in the clouds with the thunderbolts, or sure. they believe in God as Santa Claus, kind of that God's really benevolent and really wants the best for everyone. Or they believe God is critical, where God is, you know, not going to throw a thunderbolt now, but you better watch out because right. God's going to take your number later and we're going to have a talk. Or they believe that God's like a great clockmaker. So when people say that they believe in God, I, I often want to say, well, which of the four are you talking about? Or they say that they, they don't believe in God. I'm like, all right, fine. So those four don't work. Do you have anything that does? Is there anything that separates you and I then and in our worldview? Because it seems like we're on the same page. It just seems like maybe I'm a little more bitter about not just the organized religion, but but faith in general and the concept of a God than you are. But other than that, it seems like well, I didn't, I didn't we're the get same ilk. By it. So... I don't I don't have the chafing that comes from having been burned. So I think that's different. Like we all had our own experiences. I grew up in a really open minded religious culture. So I'm going to have a different uh, ex I'm going to have had a different experience, which is going to change the experience that I'm having now. Fair enough. And it sounds like shit went bad for you. Yeah. And also, if I can add in, like, if you have this community, like you talked about, you have a community, and then you realize you don't fit in with the theology of that community, that you have to leave your friends in your community. That's 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 a really a that's a that's a horrible trade off. Yeah, it's a horrible trade off to have to have made. Do you know any any Trump supporters? Not that I'm changing topic. I'm, yeah. I'm staying on on theme. I just just as an analogy. Yeah, yeah. You notice, like, the real far ones, not the ones that are just like, ah, I don't like the guy, he needs to stay off Twitter, but I'm, I am I lean right wing a little, so I'm voting for the guy because yeah, yeah. I don't like Hillary. Not those people. I'm talking about the ones that, like, went all crazy MAGA, vaccines are bad for you. Um, I got a friend who just said to me, you know, I'm actually considering getting a vaccine now. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Good for <If> you. <laughs> and I had to make space for him, Robert. I had to realize that, like, I can't mock him. He's about to do the right thing. So I got to be compassionate and be yeah. like, yeah, it does seem like science is pointing that way, doesn't it? <laughs> so absolutely. So so I like to use them as kind of an analogy because it, it's a it's a current event one that people can understand. And it's like when it comes to fundamentalist religion, at least my, my Christian sect of it, it's not just that, like, you have to leave them. It's more like the idea of you you used to agree with them, like politically, and then they went fall out crazy and if you don't commit 100 percent to this trump doctrine you're uh um what would the word for that be you're uh, a pariah you're an anathema you're yes, a, you're, you. you're a heretic exactly and you're one of the enemy so whenever yeah but try doing the same thing with your npr listening friends oh sure you sure know, you, you if, could you could use if, the analogy yeah. of of far left people as well absolutely but like yeah, but, so so yeah I, I wasn't trying to go political but but, but for sure like 
We're, within yeah. that those religious groups, you are not just a different like political person, you know, and that's that you are a unethical person as soon as you fall out of the faith. Yeah, so no, that's an interesting thing. There's work by a woman named uh, Dr. Catherine Schultz, mm. and she says that when people disagree, the first assumption is that you don't have all the facts. Mom, you got to take me to the mall. No, I don't want to. Yeah, but you got to. I need new jeans. And you said how important it is for me to dress well. All right. So you give mom all the facts. And then mom says no. Then the next thing is you got to think there's something wrong with her logic. And then after you give her the logic, mom, you told me jeans are important, that my fashion is important. You got to take me to the mall. And the third time she says no. So you know she has all the facts. You know that she's reasonable. When you're done with that one, the next conclusion is she's evil. Mom, you hate me. Wow. That's, That's so just true. The next step. So, so it's facts, true. logic, and then evil. That's the order it goes in. What would the real thing be? The real way to compassionately understand another individual that you disagree with? Uh, you know, whether it's That's mom, it. take That's me it. to get That's jeans. It. Or... That's it. You already said it. The real way is to compassionately understand the other person and to realize Dale Carnegie style that if my parents were rattlesnakes, I'd be a rattlesnake. If I grew up exactly how they grew up, I would believe exactly what they believe and to realize that they think that they're as right as I know that I'm as right. It's a hard thing to do. Could you sympathize with, yes. say, a terrorist, for example, or uh, sure. a white supremacist or, or Nazi or something? like? Could, could you look at someone that's that far into just... Of the course. darkness of humanity and, and be able to maybe not relate with them, but empathize. I went to a, a, a woman's march in Salem a, a bit ago, a few years ago, and there's a guy who's there with his megaphone telling us that we're all going to burn in hell, right? And mm. I walked up to him. I said, man, it's got to be scary to be the only guy on the other side of the fence here. And we had a slightly awkward but interesting chat. And then we exchanged at the end of the day, we exchanged YouTube accounts. Um, so yeah, I can find compassion for, for what was his name? Uh, Oregon preacher man. Like you can find compassion for anyone. It, it, it's not easy. Like you got to start with finding compassion for people with whom you only have slight disagreements and then move up from there until you can find, do you know there's this documentary called um, Accidental Courtesy about Daryl, Oh, can't remember his last name. Uh, a wonderful African American blues player, and he befriends all these uh, KKK folks. Oh, I know who you're talking about. I can't remember Darryl his name Davis. either. Daryl Davis. Davis. Yes. It, it, he inspired me. That's how I got to talk to the guy at the at the women's march. I was like, if he can talk to Klansmen, I can talk to the guy telling me I'm going to burn in hell. And they keep giving him their robes, like after he convinces them. Yeah. Otherwise, he's just got this closet full of it KKK robes that have been yeah. just handed over because they, they've left their racist dogma. Yeah, and they had no one else to turn to. What a He was the only person who had shown them compassion and love. So when they leave the clan and they lose all their friends, who do they call? They call Daryl Davis. Hmm. It's amazing. Yeah, So and if and he can do it, that means I can do it. That means you can do it. But it does mean it, there, there's a trade-off, Robert. There's a trade-off, which is righteous indignation feels really good. Yes. It's, it's, feel, it's a warm ooze, dude. It's yummy as, as hell. You, you want to give up smoking is easier to give up than giving up righteous indignation. So true. Especially, uh, I see that with the left, for sure. 
where yeah. everything everything's racist. You know, everything's um, fascism. And you get to stand on the other side opposing that. And it's not just we, we disagree about this bill or that bill or who we should vote for. You're a bad person. And I'm Again, the good. Again, that's that third part where we've turned the... We, and, where we've turned and we've and it's this classic other thing called othering right that the problem doesn't exist in me that the problem is all in them and and that's that's just it, it just can't be true but it's easier to think i'm good my friends are good the problem is them they are the problem and then we have an us and them and then we can we can bolster our us and we can be more of a community because look at those fucking bastards on the other side and the more we have in us, the more we make them of them, the less we know about them, the more we can uh, stereotype them, the more we can hate them, and the less humanity we have. You ever see that movie, uh, My Dinner with Andre? No. Oh, yeah. I, I would love for you to see it. It's so good. You can watch the whole thing on um, on YouTube, actually. It. I'm writing it down. Yeah. So it's this, uh, I want to say it's like early 80s, late 70s film. It The, the whole thing is so beautifully directed and written it's just a conversation the whole movie it literally starts with uh, uh i can't remember the name of the actor but he's the um inconceivable guy from oh, yeah, uh, my wallace princess sean. bride sean wallace wallace sean something like that fair enough and uh but he goes and sits down and and has this conversation with uh the name of the actor is actually andre something himself uh but anyway they, they sit down they they just talk and at the end of it they they finish their dessert go about their way and the credits go up and it's just a mm -hmm. conversation and it really does show you the beauty of, of conversation whenever it's done well it reminds me of just just the the 20 minutes we've been talking because they kind of butt heads a little bit at first because one of them's a little more spiritually minded a little more yeah. exotic a little more adventurous you know and the other one's very critical and just negative you know and and they, they butt heads a little bit first, and then the whole conversation just opens up, and they're just talking about the, the these crazy adventures this guy has had in his life. And, and yeah. I don't know, it, it just it, – It's to find to common humanity. Yeah, So how do you go like from that. us and them is you find common humanity. And what I would love to see my liberal-ass friends do <laughs> is let's stop stop shouting in anger. And let's just have a picnic outside whatever we're protesting and invite the other side to come and join us. The problem is, what about when the other side is actually taking rights from people? Shouldn't there be some kind of indignation, some kind of, no, sure. you're wrong, you're hurting someone? Yes, but that, that's not how a child learns. Hmm. You can't teach a child through shame. You can't, you, can't, you can't bully someone into not bullying. Martin Luther King Jr., right? He said, darkness cannot dispel darkness, only light can do that. Hatred cannot dispel hatred. Only love can do that. That's what we got to work with. It's the only way we're going to change people. Is It's the same way that the gay rights happened. Is people started to see, well, I know people who are gay. And I love those people. And right now in this country with the divide between the right and the left, I hold on to my conservative friends so hard. Because if I lose them, it's over. We, we have to have friends on the other side. We have to stop dehumanizing. We have to love. Most can I so. quote Jimi Hendrix? Of course I can. I don't know why I asked a rhetorical question. Jimi Hendrix said, when the power of love overcomes the love of power, then we'll know peace. Mm. For some reason, when you said Jimi Hendrix, I thought Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> it, it would, I was it would, waiting I for a different kind of Jimmy quote. Stewart impression right now, because that would be baller funny. <laughs> you know, one thing you, you had brought up mindfulness earlier. 
And I had never thought of this this way, but I'm 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 combining two things you said separately, and I'm wondering if maybe maybe I'm starting to figure you out a little bit. But go for it. Mindfulness in not just like a meditative moment, uh, but uh-huh. as as a lifestyle can involve. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm piecing it together as I go, so so help me out. But you're, but you're can good. can you're involve good. empathy toward other people yeah. in, in the sense in the same way like if I I hate heights. I just I I have a fear of heights like like people have a fear of spiders and snakes, which I, I really don't have oh that one. Gosh. But if you get me That's up high cool. enough, boy, it is hard to keep my knees from shaking. But uh-huh. in those moments, I if I practice mindfulness and I just kind of go into a, a semi meditative state, but 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 just to where I'm not really trying to focus on my breath. I'm not really trying to to reach some kind of state of Brahma and, and peace. I'm more or less just accepting things as they are. And uh-huh. experiencing not just my consciousness, but the fact that there's other consciousnesses around me, that, that th- these are other things that are happening, that the fear I'm feeling, it's real, but it's happening to yeah. me. It doesn't define me. Like this, this, These are the moments of mindfulness that I find the most beneficial when I'm, yeah. when I'm being challenged. But I've never thought about applying it to my relationships with others through yeah, the, it's, it's the when filter. You say, this guy's really getting under my skin. Wow, yeah. I really feel like I want to bite his fucking head off before you do it. It's being mindful of what are you doing as opposed to going with the rote, this is just my old my old thought pattern. It's chain, It's noticing ourselves and choosing differently. You know the word heretic. The word heretic comes from the word to choose. That's what it means. It's hmm. choosing what we do. How do you avoid getting taken advantage of or or just being used or, you know, the old uh, the old Christ uh, uh, quote where he says, you know, you slap me on the cheek, I'll turn the other cheek. But to me, yeah. I, I know a lot of people, they just keep slapping. <laughs> they have no, no issues with just slapping the and shit out of what? you as long as you'll let them. Okay. Who's going to look dumb at the end of the day, me or them? Who's going to sleep well at night, me or them? Who's going to have a better tomorrow, me or them? I'm playing a long game here. I guess. I guess so. I mean, maybe maybe in some kind of sense of martyrdom, perhaps, but not... I, I don't d- think so. I mean, maybe. Maybe I get off on it. <laughs> but I, I'll be I'll be frank. Nobody's slapped me recently. Yeah. Nobody's taking advantage of me. I understand the fear of it. You know, if I'm nice and compassionate, people are going to take advantage of me. But it hasn't happened to me yet. Speaking of mindfulness, yeah, uh, this time that I did go to church recently, uh, my parents were in town. My dad was a preacher, so anytime they, you know, oh, they're, yeah. they're, that's fantastic. <laughs> it makes sense, right? All adds up. Uh, but but as soon as the uh, they come down, it was like on a Saturday night. So that next morning, they like to go to church, of course. And you know, I, I have no issues walking in. It's not like I'm, you know, you're not going to burn. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so I, I like Robert going Stanley's with them. Here. He burst into flames. Right, yeah. right. And and we walk in and uh, just have. A wonderful time. At least the kids didn't. I did. I I love singing those hymn songs. It's and home, right? Yes, yes. I feel very, very, very at peace there. And afterwards, we go to uh, a very prestigious restaurant. You may have heard of it, Olive Garden. Oh, it's, nice. Uh, one of the, <laughs> it's, it's gone to shit now, hasn't it? It used to when we were kids, wasn't it nice? I seem to remember it being nice. Y- yeah, I also remember people being tall when I was. <laughs> yeah, fair point. Maybe. <laughs> Your house was bigger, but um, okay. So, but we're but we're sitting there, and they they were talking about just how wonderful the service was, 
and 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 the the songs and and the worship and everything and how they really felt the spirit was with them and i'm i got this big smile on my face they all know i'm an atheist and they kind of look and they're like all right what is it you know you got to have like some little some yeah, little yeah. slant you know some, some something something against us some kind of making fun of us something sardonic and and i said no 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 not at all i said but you might not like what i'm about to say but it has no negativity intended it's just i felt it too and they were like oh that's that's great you also felt the spirit i'm like no 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 i felt the feeling you felt <laughs> you know like like we both had the same experience same thing, no yeah you just attribute it to this this god thing you know i feel that spirit of uh, i haven't been to a, a a musical concert in a long time but you feel the spirit there yeah same but spirit. it's not the spirit it it's accessing the, the something holy, room of God. something divine. We don't have good words for it, do we? No, no, we really don't. But but to borrow the religious ones, I I feel like being in the presence of the Lord would be a okay. good, good yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got gotcha. you. So and, can I, let me let me set up an analogy here. Mm-hmm. Beauty, no one can define. Truth, no one can define. Art leads to beauty. That's great. It's a good path. Uh, science leads to truth can't define truth but science is good and i'd say god goes in the same beauty and truth categories we can't define what that is the spirit we can't define what it is and the path people use is religion mindfulness um compassion sure but it's it i don't have a problem using the word god it's not it doesn't have the negative connotation it doesn't have the sting it seems to have for you sure you can see the benefit of of having a higher power and something to aspire to emulate my my highest ideals are above me and I can aspire towards them. Sure. I want to go back to your kids thing for a second. I don't think religion's for kids. I think oh. that's a problem. Okay. Is we can indoctrinate children. We can we can inculturate them. We can make it so that they associate these hymns with this good feeling. But I don't think it's for kids. I think that's a disservice. I don't think this should be done for children. That That's, that's – um, it's not it's not for kids. Religion is not for kids. It's for adults. It's for people who have heartache. Not that kids don't have heartache, but they don't they don't need what we're giving them. Typically mentally abusive, I think. Maybe maybe not religion in your faith's case. Religion can be case, really but, abusive. Yeah. Religion can be really abusive. I agree with you. And I and I apologize. I didn't do it, but I apologize <laughs> on behalf of every every clergy person i'm really sorry i'm really fucking sorry this shit should not have gone down the way it went down apology accepted i appreciate it the link between secular mindfulness and spiritual mindfulness i think uh-huh. is becoming more and more ever present for me in my life is, is I'm, I'm approaching i'm approaching my 40s i'm starting to see things a little differently i'm starting yeah. to lose some of that bitterness you know like a yeah. like an angry teenager you know, like I, I've in my my secularism but it's also wrapped up in who who you see yourself to be. Right. And and the idea of non-being is scary enough. Now I'm going to lose my sense of self while I'm alive. Exactly. That sucks. And yeah, shedding shedding that sense of betrayal that I felt I was betrayed epistemologically. You were, and you were wrong. And, and it yeah. was it was wrong. Yeah. What if what if people a lot of our listeners are are people that kind of came out of uh, a similar background. They were raised in some kind of fundamentalist situation yeah. and they've completely rejected religion. I wonder if they have a superpower that a lot of people that have been secular their whole life or didn't, didn't spend uh-huh. a lot of time deep in prayer as a child. I wonder if they have a superpower of being able to access mindfulness 
in more of a, a, a trained and natural sense than other people do just because of, of that hell they went through, but they, they learned some skills along the way that they could use. Uh, I, I have an analogy for that, Robert. Maybe it's like, um, maybe you get a, a, a real good, strong sense of self the same way that someone who had to come out of the closet has. They say, well, fuck you all. This is who I am. Deal with it. And yeah. maybe, maybe you all have that is you have a, a real strong sense of you cannot tell me what to believe. You tried that. It failed. And go away. Thank you very much. You all have that in a real strong, super powery kind of way. For sure. But I, I don't just mean that. I mean, in in meditating itself, for example, I can get there relatively quickly. Now, I can't sustain it long. You know, if 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 I have a, a bleep of consciousness that is just peaceful and without all the noise of my own brain yelling at me good uh, for you it might it might last a second if that but i feel like i can get to the place where that's possible very quickly and i think i can do it because i was raised constantly praying to god or or as you say yeah. uh how did you just uh, how did you define that my, my highest self or something? highest ideals that god highest is ideals. a word as as a placeholder for our highest ideals and I, I don't have but I th- the... Was it worth it, Robert? I don't think that's a fair trade. Probably not, no. <laughs> and, and there's reason to be resentful and, and ticked off. Like anyone who's abused in any way, you, there was some trauma there. There was some disruption that nobody tended to. And yeah. that sucks. I, I would say I've at least graduated to that level of, of the empathy that you were discussing earlier where I don't really judge those people that indoctrinated me because I, I know that that wasn't their intent. Their, their intent was That's to do beautiful. the right thing. That's beautiful. Yeah. I, I used to be angry at them. I was very angry at my parents right around. I, I think I, I became an atheist right about 28, 29. Yeah. Very angry. I've shed a lot of that. But a- anger is a way of, of, of finding your own power after people have taken it. That makes perfect sense. Of course. Oh, well said. Yeah. I that, that's, that way. that's with Black Lives Matter. It's with the women's movement. With any, any group that has been oppressed, they they come to find their own power and their own voice. This is a work of um, uh, Fanon. I can't remember his first name. He's a PhD in. Uh, uh, well, look up Fanon. He he talks all about how you need to get through the anger to find your own self. Hmm. Can I offer something else? There's a, there's a there's a next part, and people don't. Look, a lot of the people who go into organized religion drank the Kool-Aid before they went to that school, mm-hmm. right? So they're, they're really kind of skewed and don't get to this place. And then if they get to it, they don't tell the people about it. But there's this idea of the paradox. Uh, Jung talked all about the paradox being our greatest way of understanding religion in the world in that you can see maybe this will work for you. So. Passover, I eat matzah, right? That's because that's what we do. We eat matzah on Passover. And I say, um, this is the food I ate when I was a slave in the land of Egypt. I know for full well I was not a slave in the land of Egypt. Like, that's just a bullshit. That's a lie. That's not true at all. But I also know at the same time that it is true. And there's this paradox. And maybe the, the communion wafer that you can see is just it's just a cracker, but it's also more than a cracker, that it can be both and. I'm a little confused with that. Okay, so 
that that the Bible doesn't have to be true, but it can have truth in it. That it things aren't all this or that. It's both. It's both pieces at the same time. I, I heard uh, Eric Weinstein talking about something similar to what you're saying, and he said for a long time people believed porcupines could shoot their quills. Right. There was some truth embedded in that. Not that they can shoot their quills. That is not true. But there uh-huh. was truth that we're not saying in that sentence, and that is you need to avoid porcupines. I love that. And Who said that? Uh, Eric Weinstein. Uh, he he, he was uh, he and his brother uh, Brett have been kind of orbiting around the Sam Harris, Joe Rogan, okay, okay, kind of theme more or less. But he he also says a lot of anti-trans shit. So, you know, you got to got to take it with a great assault where you can get good stuff. Uh, Jordan Peterson would be another uh, member of so that Eric tribe. So Weinstein said that there's truth in it, even though it's not true. Yes. And I think it's a really uh, it's a fascinating concept where on on the surface, it's easily rejected because that's bullshit. Yeah. They can't shoot their quills. But yeah, but the the message behind it is teaching uh, children or others. Hey, yeah, stay yeah. away from that little cat thing with the spikes. I got to create another example of it. Here's okay. one. George Washington in the cherry tree. We all know, like that story circulated. Mm-hmm. And even when it was circulating in the 1700s, everyone said, that never happened. Like we know that didn't happen. It's not a true story, but there's truth in it. And ironically, it's a story about telling the truth, which I think is right. just kind of, um, kind is of nutty. Kind of so it's you're... not true, but it's truth about truth. Yeah, so let's look at it with the communion that you know it's a cracker. And it might be a little bit further on on what I'm trying to get at is that, you know, that for people who not you, not me, but people who take communion and it's sacrosanct, it's their thing. They know it's a cracker. They know it. They're not dumb. They know it's a cracker. And at the same time, they know that they're they're communing and they're having a a oneness experience with the with their highest power so that they can have both at the same time. It's not just re- it's not just blindly accepting it because you were told it since you were four years old, and it's not throwing it away because you came to be rational Sam Harris and you said, "Well, this is all bullshit." But it's going beyond it and saying it's it can be both at the same time. You know, Rabbi, earlier you were talking about, uh, or you asked the question, "Boy, that's not that's not a fair payoff." You know, to go through <laughs> that indoctrination yeah. to get maybe some advantage in your your mindfulness practices or meditation. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about the payoff of religion? Like you're you're presenting a lot of positives, and I can appreciate uh-huh. that. Is it a fair payoff to humanity, though, to say like, yeah, it, the the community, uh, the the mental health benefits that that you're bringing up that I I, I can certainly appreciate. Is yeah. it a fair payoff for what that kind of uh, thinking of things like in this ethos beyond us that sort of thing that allows us to do a lot of evil shit, man? Yeah, but dude, dude, really. But in in the name of capitalism, you know what kind of evil shit's been done? True. In the name of communism, in the name of Nazism, none of them have God in their titles. Mm-hmm. Evil shit gets done anyhow. I, I think it's a it's a cheap shot at religion to to and it doesn't. It, it, in either way, you come off it. Either you you do the analysis and you say more good has been done, or you do the analysis and more evil has been done it's it's not going to you're in my discussion it's not going to it's is a drop of water in the ocean religion organized religion ain't going anywhere right that's fair and and one could bring up um all of the secular governments 
uh, yeah. outside, you know, that that emerged uh, out of communism, and how they f- yeah. somehow they found their own form of religion, just a, a right. political it's end one. Of, it's the end of Animal Farm, right? And the pigs yeah. and the people, and you can't tell one from the other. It doesn't matter. It, it's just what happens. How about how about the maybe maybe it's not necessarily the religion, but it's it's the dogma in the sense of you look at at North Korea. Uh-huh. They don't believe in in God, but they turn their political leaders into some kind of deity. And so that is God. They just use a them. different. They have a different God than we do. Maybe go, maybe go it's dogma. Not... I think it's dangerous to try to control people's thoughts. That's a that's a that's a losing game. It's a it's bad. It's a bad idea. Uh, I think people should be. Oh, and when when you. Give people dogma. You say you're out of the club. You're not even going to be welcome in this family if you ever say that again. And and you're a bad person if you ever think that again. That's fucked up shit. Hmm. The, the, pe- people have have their own. We, I got freedom. If I have nothing else, I have the freedom inside my own head. What about what about a check system? Some kind of check and balance where. In, inside the faith itself, inside whatever form of religion you have, um, there doesn't there need to be something that says, I believe it to this point, but I'm not going that far. Maybe right. that's the flaw is some people don't have the same check and balance system that you do. You right. and, and, and look at look at the way the system's made is the people who go to the seminaries, the people who are running it, they tend to believe it in a stronger way and so they're constantly pushing people to be more and more devout and to show their their allegiance more and more so that and it's it gets really dangerous i don't know how you would put a checks and balances in except to give people the freedom to leave in in our world you can do that in you know in the 1700s if you got kicked out of your religious community good luck finding a meal buddy you can't shop at the market anymore. Could it be time? You know, you're oh. you're you're representing Judaism in a in a very positive way, but it's been around for for a lot longer than Christianity oh, and, and Islam. Too. I mean, there there are groups of Jews who, if you don't toe the line exactly, you're you're out of the club. And there's some horrible abuses that are done in Judaism as well. Yeah, I it seems like they come from a very liberal strain of Judaism. The religions that that last a little longer seem to be a lot more peaceful and a lot less judgmental. Is that just is that just a, a perception no. on my end, or do you think yeah, there's something to it? Yeah, think about the Shakers. They they were all about peace, love, and not indoctrinating everyone, and they only made it maybe fifty years. Yeah, because you can't really say Buddhists don't have their own modern day issues with violence themselves. Everyone has. So there's a beautiful quote from. David Foster Wallace said, in the day-to-day trenches of the real world, there's no such thing as atheism. You're going to you're going to worship your body and beauty, or you're going to worship money and power, or you're going to worship something else. But everyone believes in something. I call bullshit on that one. All right. <laughs> I was with you up until there. Hey. We can't dude, agree about I everything. Listen to your show. If I got this far in and that's the first time you're calling bullshit on me. I feel like a record setter. <laughs> Who's another one? Sikhs have done well. That's they... a fucking competition. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we... Well, who's winning? 
How do you win this game? I don't know. I don't you know. get to stay along the longest. You get the most number of people who believe your religion. That doesn't mean that you're right. You know, there are a billion Catholics. That doesn't mean that they're right. Their Judaism's been around the, so long. That doesn't mean that it's right, unless yeah. it resonates with you. Unless it resonates with me, it's not right. Isn't that the? And it kind doesn't matter how many people believe it. That doesn't. That doesn't prove anything. The, isn't that the point of of religion to some extent, though? Is from a social construct, it does try to spread itself. Um, Everything does that. Organizations like organisms are into self perpetuation. Right. So we, we. I think it's fair to base the success of a religion off of whether or not it's been able to sustain and adapt. Sure. Um, I, when I run a service, what makes my service meaningful? That there are a lot of people there or that three people had tears on their cheeks and got in touch with something? Like, how, am, how am I going to – what we're dealing with is not definable. And if you defined it, I think you lost it. It's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the infinite here. What do you think will happen when we die? Not much. <laughs> you think the light goes out? It just the switch is off. No more, Brian. Uh, that's as far as I understand. Yeah, I mean, I might be in for quite a surprise. But I, I had a professor who says I'm doing this one life at a time. Hmm. Even if it's just the one. <laughs> this is what I got. I'm yeah. going to work with this one here. And I can't. I could not believe that any deity, anything that's supposed to be bigger, better than me, would would make the rule. That if and if I don't follow it, I'm going to be damned for all time. Well, fucking like who 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 told you God's a dick and why did you believe them? So I'm going to ask you a question. I'm sure you've been asked many times. Rabbi Brian, close us out with this one. What's the meaning of life? What's our purpose? What are we doing here? I think I've not said this. I've not. I, I had no idea what I was going to say, Robert. And here's what just came to me. And we could say either the spirits. So if it comes out bad, it's all in the spirit here. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, I think it's about freedom. I think it's about setting ourselves free. It's about noticing where we're constrained and working towards liberation. Liberation from our sense of self. Liberation from thinking. Liberation from anger. Rabbi Brian, I really like that. Uh, I really appreciate the conversation we've had. I feel, I feel loose. I don't know what that is. I feel comfortable. I feel relaxed. Thank Means you. I did my job. <laughs> You're a very well-spoken individual, and uh, I hope to talk to you again. We should totally Thank do you, this brother. again. I really did enjoy our conversation. ROTB.org. I recommend everybody go and visit that site. It will be in the show notes. Once again, Rabbi Brian, thank you for your time, sir. Thank you to Rabbi Brian. Thank you to Dave Blair at DaveBlairMusic.com. Thank you to Feedspot.com for promoting the right to reason to the top 10 atheist podcast. Thank you to our patrons. Jason Parker, Freethinker215, Alan Marks, Philip Spawn, Bernard Lamborell, Anima Man, Larry Wilson, and our top supporter, Rob Montgomery. You can support this broadcast at Patreon.com forward slash right and learn more at TheRightToReason.com. Next week, I'm talking to a racist, misogynist, anti-Semitic, Holocaust-denying, pro-fascist Nazi. He goes by the alias Gordon Cal and is the host of Octoon Americana. Between now and then, remember that you have the right to reason. Yeah.